Welcome to the Turkey Hunter Podcast, the original all-turkey, all-the-time podcast with your co-hosts Andy Galliano and Cameron Weddington. In our weekly podcast, we're going to bring you some wild turkey calling tips like this. From there, we're going to go into, she's aggravated, there's another hen that's challenged her, or she's challenging another hen, she's going to cut an excited yelp. Advice from old pro turkey hunters like this. The turkeys typically don't like, I think, more times than not, to travel in an easterly direction into the sun first thing in the morning, especially after he gets up. It's a blinding thing. It, it, it's just like you. It's hard for you to see into the sun. Mm-hmm. So if I have a choice, I'm going to try to make it so that I'm going to be on the west side in the morning east side in the afternoon of a turkey exciting live hunts like this holy crap they're coming teach you how to cook your bird with advice such as this with some fresh rosemary and garlic and then cool that off and spread that along the inside of that butterflied turkey breast that we've seasoned on both sides wildlife management tips for your property especially with turkeys like this if you look at the type of habitats that turkeys need for nesting and brooding that tends to be habitat that can be managed more successfully with growing season fire than with dormant season fire. And hopefully along the way, we'll get plenty of these. Well, on November the 28th of 1953, I was attached. When I popped out of my mom and the baby doctor spanked me on the bottom, I went, oh, and I've been doing it ever since. <laughs> I like that. Thank you for tuning in, and now, for this week's show. Hello, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Turkey Hunter Podcast. You are listening to episode number 415, A Clucking Mountain Turkey. And I am your co-host, and the guy who is calling for an all-out audit of the checking and savings account of his co-host to look for the payment made to the SEC Referees Union. And I'm your co-host, and the guy who disagrees fully with what you just said and thought that was One of the best football games I've ever seen in my life, especially when the kicker hit that awful-looking knuckleball of a kick that somehow the Lord himself pushed through the uprights. (laughs) It was a pretty ugly kick, that is for sure, but it (laughs) was good. So, (laughs) you know, how, how pretty does it need to look when the points go on the scoreboard? Most beautiful kick I've ever seen, but... 
off his foot, I was like, oh, gosh. And then it just kept sailing along. <laughs> I have to say, despite the outcome of the game, it was a very entertaining game. You know, the only thing that would have made that game better, uh, I mean, obviously, other than the score turning out the other direction, but the only thing that would have made that game better is if there had not been so many penalties and Tennessee yeah. had not had two turnovers and Alabama had not had one. In other words, if it had been like the perfect clean game, even if there were just a, you know, a, a two or three penalties per team, you know, that would have been cool. Yeah. But it... There was a bunch. There was a bunch. And, you know, what I don't like about that, and it doesn't matter if they're called against my team or the other team, drags the game out. Yes, I know there are rules and the rules have to be followed, so don't get on to me about that. But it drags the game out and it disrupts the flow of the game, not just for the players, but for those of us who are watching. Because, yeah, you know, you have those so-called targeting calls that have got to be reviewed and then you have a five-minute delay for that and you have oh a uh, uh, interception that looked like it may have hit the ground and you have a five-minute delay you know it's just yeah it's, their reviews do take way too yeah. long yeah like there were several reviews in that game where it was like the guy who watches it should literally look at it once and be like okay he didn't exactly. catch it yeah I mean, Here's how much time is on the clock. Here you go. Cut and dry several yeah. times. But yeah. they, they look at it from 40 angles to make sure. I'm like, he didn't catch it. Like, <laughs> And the funniest thing is, you know there's 86 cameras yeah. in games, and they play the worst three or four angles. On the screen? <laughs> yeah. On the screen to review those calls. I'm like, you can't see crap from that. Here's the center's left thigh as you're trying to see if the ball is crossing the goal line. Exactly. But we're not going to look at it from the other side. Yeah. Oh, Close here's a mind. great angle, Gary. This is the hottest cheerleader on the Tennessee Volunteers <laughs> cheer team. Oh, yes, it looks like it's going to be hard for the refs to overturn that call, as it was called yeah. on the field. Yeah. There were, I will say, I've heard all the complaints from Alabama fans about the officials there were several calls both ways that were bad, in my opinion, that actually did change the game. There was the targeting call that was definitely should have been targeting on the Tennessee guy that didn't happen. Like our defensive guy hit your quarterback directly in the face with his helmet. Yeah. That was targeting literally by every definition. <laughs> and they didn't call it. And then y'all had like, third down and long for the goal late in the game and threw the ball and y'all's receiver tackled our defender like pulled him down by his chest and they called pass interference on the defense which instead of getting a field goal y'all got a touchdown so there were several instances that were questionable but i will say i think it went both ways because that touchdown for y'all helped a ton it was a very entertaining ball game and you know, I hate to see a 15-year streak broken, especially to Tennessee, but as a football fan, <laughs> it was epic. hats off to both teams and, you know, not sure about the guys that got injured out on the field, but hopefully there was nothing serious to any of the players on either team, you know, so yeah. it was, epic it was a good four hours. Of entertainment it was crazy i mean not often you see an sec match like like tennessee alabama go 52 49 that is 
that's Oklahoma. <laughs> very, Texas. yeah, that's very not SEC football. But yeah, I don't know. I saw a video this week. It looks like the cornerbacks for Alabama, their their Lamborghinis and Corvettes are being hauled off. I don't think they're going to get to keep them this year. You must have mistaken so. those guys with the <laughs> Texas A&M Aggies secondary. Yeah, I don't know, man. I think I'm going to be uh, your corners are losing losing theirs. Whoever was guarding Jalen Hyatt does not have a car anymore. I don't. I don't think anybody was assigned to cover him. <laughs> There's no way somebody was assigned to cover that guy. Because Alabama has I, all four or five-star like players, you know, and how would a four or five-star player just let a wide receiver for Tennessee run past him, what, eight, 14 <laughs> times in a game? No. Nah. It was pretty incredible. I was I was like, are they going to cover, dude? Like, obviously, we're throwing it to him. <laughs> like, <laughs> he's got five touchdowns. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. Good stuff, Crazy. man. Well, that was awesome. How long do we have the turkey season, more importantly? 156 days, 9 hours, Boom. 38 minutes and 49 seconds, man. It is tick. That's not far. Talking on by. That's crazy. I that honestly to... is crazy how not far that is. No, absolutely. I got to thinking today, you know, we're midways through October and in, oh, roundabout. 11 weeks, Unicoi will be happening. Yeah. Unicoi, NWTF convention, turkey season. I mean, it's just boom, boom, boom at that point. Absolutely. That's a, that's awesome. That is awesome. It's we will sneak up on us like a freight train. Yeah. And I was telling you before we got on this call about my fall hunting, I, I'm not really, haven't been on anything. I've only been twice. I couldn't go Sunday or Monday, but I went this morning and Saturday. I haven't gotten on anything. I, I think last year, bow hunting a lot, even though I didn't even get close to killing anything, was helpful because I knew where all the turkeys were prior to gun season. Right. This year, not the case. And I didn't do enough scouting, and I know that, but I kind of was expecting them to be in similar areas, and that has just not been the case. Yeah. So I haven't been on anything, but I told you today there's this flock of hens and jennies that I've been keeping tabs on that I see every day driving back and they're near a place that I can hunt. Like they definitely roost where I can hunt and go to this field. And today I was driving home. I was like, well, I'll go look at my hens and jennies. You know, this it's a flock of 16 that I've literally seen like seven times now. And I pulled up there, and there they were. And I got my binoculars out, and I was like, "Oh, look how pretty they are out in the frost-covered field, you know." And then right in the middle of them stands up the giant longbeard. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Wait, what?" <laughs> <laughs> and he was just out there, just chilling with the, the ladies and their and their little girls. Chilling out, out with the ladies. So I, I guess I'm gonna go hunt that flock tomorrow and see what happens. I've told you i don't know this is a situation i've yet to come across in the fall i i've i've seen like really young jakes with the hens but right i haven't ever seen and i've seen you know a lot of times if it's raining it seems like they get into big flocks again and right. like yeah the gobbler flock and the hen flock will be together but in this case like it's one gobbler and a bunch of hens so i think i'm gonna call like a hen i don't instead of gobbler to gobbler that's so, what i would do yeah, I don't. If he's by himself, in my mind, this time of year, if he's all alone, he doesn't want to be with the other guys. Yeah, he got 
either run out or just decided on his own to get out yeah. of Dodge. Maybe a hermit. You know, a lot of these books talk about the old hermit gobblers in the fall that stay alone at all times. And Anyway, I'm not going to fool with gobbler calls. Not first time out on him. I'm just going to take it real light and try to get the whole flock in. If, if he's with those hens still, I'll get a shot at him. But it'll be interesting. I, my eyes about bugged out the front of the binoculars this morning when I was scanning my hens and jennies. I was like, man, that one's awfully big. And he raised his head up and was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Double take. <laughs> Maybe he's just staking his claim a little bit early in the year. <laughs> Tomorrow early he's, in the he's season. strutting behind the whole flock, just hammering. Yep. <laughs> I'm ready to roll. Yes, indeed. Yeah, this this cold weather followed by warm weather on its heels. He's going to be like, well, that was a short winter. <laughs> it's spring again. <laughs> yeah, that's awesome. Well, yeah. hopefully you'll be able to get in there and get on him tomorrow and have some sort of a hunt. That'd be fun. Yeah, yeah, I'll keep y'all posted next week on it. Hopefully send you a picture tomorrow. It'd be nice. I'd, he looked like he, he would fit. I think the crook of his leg would really ride nicely on my left shoulder. I mean, it just, I could see it. Like I was it like, was you made know, for it, huh? Yeah, his, his leg was just already molded to my left shoulder. I was like, you know, he he just really looks tired, needs a piggyback ride tomorrow. Yeah. So I'm going to get in there and see what can happen. I was tempted to try this morning, but they were already in the field, and I thought I might do more harm than good. And the weather's going to be almost identical tomorrow. I was like, you know, I bet they're going to do the same thing. Yeah. They may not, but it's going to be almost identical conditions, and fall turkeys can be a lot more routine. So I'm I'm just kind of betting on them being and doing the same thing. So we'll see. I'll let you all know. Yeah. All right. We'll keep our fingers crossed for you. Yeah. Well, let me uh, let me take us on a journey of a hunt from this past spring, if you want to go. I'm ready. I've already right. got my boots on, camo, <laughs> head net, shotgun, gloves. Yeah, turkey and it does in my feel mouth. good. Feels good having the old shotgun out again. I must tell you, just oh, feels yeah. nice. But but anyway, this hunt was a new state for me. It was my first new state last year, and I traveled there. And where I was hunting, it was very mountainous, like extremely mountainous, rugged terrain, mostly forested. And there was some clear cuts, though, that the Forestry Service had done. And they're, they're kind of smaller clear cuts. They weren't these huge 100-acre clear cuts, you know. Mm-hmm. And more like 20, some of them even smaller, 10. A lot of logging roads. And these were Rio turkeys actually you know and so the normal plains rios that you're used to these were actually kind of mountain rios there's rios and merriams in this area Um, but this this particular turkey was a rio we we only saw rios and so i met up with a friend there named andrew all my friends are named andrew or andy apparently Uh, that's just because god knows you can't deal with anything that's complicated yeah so it's easy to remember hey that guy's my friend his name's andy so (laughs) that's how it works so I met up with a guy named Andrew, not not the co-host of the podcast, another one. His nickname is Fuzz, so we're going to go by Fuzz, because that's just a much cooler name than Andrew, you know. So Nothing's cooler than Andrew. <laughs> so I met up with Fuzz. The first day I got there, I got there just with probably an hour and a half to go scout. And so mm-hmm. we pulled up to this place on one mountain, and get out of the truck shut the door walk i don't know 
13 steps from the truck and a turkey absolutely just rips one gobble off the other mountain right next to us hmm. that's a good and that start was it. that's all we heard or saw for my two hours of scouting first afternoon that wow. was the first 30 seconds the turkey literally like he was walking distance probably like several hundred yards because it was down and up but he was like on a ledge right across from us yeah. so it sounded like he was right on us you know and so anyway marked him scouted around the rest of the evening found did, some sign and stuff but did he gobble a locator call or turkey no, call i tried owling, on his own i tried coyote howling late when we got back to the truck tried i don't know what made him i still don't know what made him gobble like we we're i took 10 steps and he was Ow! That was it. That was it for the day. Because huh. I, I couldn't get him to hit an owl, coyote, crow, nothing late, late, late evening. Yeah. So, anyway, after hearing nothing else at roost time and not hearing him anymore, I mean, we knew he was near the vicinity. We decided we would get above where he gobbled the next morning to start. Mm -hmm. So, we get up there, climb this mountain, heck of a climb get up there and i mean just beautiful the sunrise starts coming up this was wasn't my first hunt of the year so I'd, i had been hunting but i'd been off for a little while i hadn't been hunting for a couple of weeks and it was just gorgeous whole new area is my first time really seeing the sunrise there and so sun comes up a little bit turkey starts gobbling off to our right and we're like okay that must be him so we start heading that way and we don't get far and one rips it right below us and i was like nah that's him hmm. so we and it was he, he was a rio but his gobble was pretty unique from the day before i even noticed it wasn't that like yodeling you know right type rio merriam gobble which the first gobbler we heard was this one was like deeper it was a, it was a good gobbler more like an eastern almost and so when he gobbled i knew i was like that's him that's the one we heard yesterday not that it matters or that i cared but he was closer so yeah we made a maneuver down to him and got set up kind of we were above him but right above him was really thick it was kind of the cutover so we moved a little off to his it would have been our right and stayed a little bit above him but got to where we thought it was a little more open where he may want to be more approachable and so that's going to be the first clip I play for you is we just moved over there, got set up. You'll hear him gobbling on the roost, kind of hear what happens. And then I'm going to cut in and give an update on what's going on. And then we'll finish the hunt later. So let's, uh, let's get in here. We're just now setting up after making our move. We've heard him gobble some. We've made our move. And I'm going to start trying to kill him right off the roost. Man, I'm fired up. Let's do it.
He's not as far, he's just down. That was the, he has a unique goggle. He does. Alright, so he cut me off like really good. And I thought dead turkey, because mm-hmm. and or fuzz was behind me a little bit after we set up. I moved ahead some in case he needed to come in calling to draw him, you know. It's just seems to always be better the shooter to be closer and the caller behind if needed right but i started out calling and the turkey cut me off and fuzz actually saw him pitch out i didn't see it but i he like kind of whistled motion to me that he pitched out towards us you know came out of the tree towards us uh, and and then he cut me off on the ground and i was like ov you know yeah check and anyway then he went quiet and so then i'm listening for drumming like he's coming he's you know he's right here where is he freaking out and then he gobbles and he's like 300 yards away (laughs) that sounds like every one of my hunts yeah i hate that when they go quiet after they cut you off because you're like oh yeah he's coming you know and then then he gobbled and he's like he was headed straight down this logging road is what he had flown down on one logging road he was rocking down it and so we go pursuing him and we're walking the road calling every now and then nothing 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 we get way on down this thing and we stop and i'll go ahead and pick up there when i turn the audio back on but i'm going to go ahead and give kind of some explanation on what's going on at the front end you'll hear me call the turkey gobbles okay and then we just kind of start chatting about it because he was a good ways off he's well above us he had gone up the mountain some and then he gobbles again. I can't I can't remember. You'll hear on the audio. I can't remember if I called and he gobbled again or if he just gobbled again on his own. But he was significantly closer mm-hmm. and quick. And at that moment, you'll notice we're like, oh, gosh, he's coming. And we start rocking it up the mountain. Okay, so that's where I'll pick up the audio. I'll get the us calling and chatting and stuff. And then I'm just going to put a little bit of us running up the mountain. I'm not going to subject you all to listening to the audio of the phone crashing around in my pocket while we run up a mountain (laughs) so i'll cut most of that out and we'll pick up there i'm just gonna play it y'all hear it and then i'll explain it when we come back in so here's that clip
He was coming hard to us. Yeah, that's what we're after. Right, right there, baby. <laughs> Dude, he's freaking out. I've never heard a gobbler cluck that now. But when I saw him at first, I thought, man, he's huge. Like little like, birds. I never heard like birds like that from a gobbler. Check it, baby. He doesn't have a spur on it. Oh, yeah, he does. He doesn't have a spur. Dude, I don't know how much the turkey weighs, but good gosh. Thank you. Dude, you're welcome. Thank you, sir. Find one. <laughs> Thank you. All day. Boy, literally at 25 pounds. Oh, that worked out great because he couldn't see us through that foot. So he he saw something. Yeah. And when I started clicking to him, I wonder if he was thinking like. Maybe those are the hints. Yeah. Because he was coming. Well, I put my gun up here. It worked out good, though. If he would have walked over here, that would have been tough. This thing is humongous. I like it. Dude. 7-Eleven. <laughs> So when he was facing us, you couldn't see his beard. No. And then he finally went left, and it, it kind of came out, and you're like, yeah, take it. <laughs> I was like, okay. Hmm. I'm trying to run up here and get him before he flopped all the way down the dang hill. Yeah. Messed up his big, big tail. 
<laughs> you want to hit it? That's the good stuff. One now. Oh, you ain't going home empty-handed. No, sorry. That was wild. All right, so got it done. Kind of a weird deal, if y'all noticed. It was a lot of discussion. Couldn't really figure out what was going on, but you'll hear us crashing up the mountain, and then all of a sudden it's like, you know, we put on the brakes. We stopped because I heard a cluck out through the woods not far uh, on, like, even level with us. We were trying to get up to this plateau because we knew that's where he was. Yeah. And when I heard the cluck, he was like just over the plateau. And mm -hmm. so we freeze and I just, we both kind of got behind a tree. I'm still standing because I knew there was not time to sit down. You know, it was like, get your gun up and don't move because he's about to, whatever just clucked, the hen or whatever it is, is about to see us. Yeah. And so clucks again. So I clucked back. I've, I've always had good success with whatever the turkey's doing, just do it back. <laughs> that that yeah. seems to work. So in that moment, it, sound, it seemed like the right thing to do. It clucked. I clucked back. Cluck, cluck, cluck. But here comes the turkey walking right to us. I'm clucking. It's clucking. I'm purring a little bit. It's purring. Cluck, 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 cluck. And I'm looking at this turkey, and I'm like, all right, where's the gobbler? He's bound to be strutting right behind her, you know. And he, his turkey's still walking. Cluck, cluck, cluck. It's like, oh, that's a that's a big turkey. It must be a Jake, you know. He's got a Jake with him. I'm still looking behind this turkey, like, where's the strutter? Where's the big guy, you know? But it gets closer. I mean, it's in gun range now, and I'm like, that is definitely a male turkey. Black, big, male. You hear Aunt Fuzz and I are, like, talking about it. I'm like, that's a male. Is is that him? Like, you hear me asking that question. Is that him? And he's like, I don't know. You know, I don't see a beard. And I'm like, do you see a beard yet? And he's like, no. And then I'm like, and then you hear him like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yeah, I just saw it. And he's like, take it. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah <laughs> so it just was he came in clucking and you know i don't know why and you know i assume my assumption is he heard us rustling in the leaves coming up the mountain and he clucked to be like hey is that is that you over there yeah you know, make yeah. sure it's not a bobcat running up the mountain is that hey is that you yeah and i clucked back he came right on and we were just clucking at each other like i'm right here come on i'm right here come on i'm right here i've killed and, several easterns that just you know after the initial gobbles and you get on them when they start coming in will cl would cluck yeah I, that was a first for me and but i i mean now i know and it's just i think you and i've talked about it before it's a uh, instead of strutting and drumming i mean that's saying the same thing, pretty much. I'm right here. And it's so, uh, I'm not going to say it's quiet, but it, it is a softer sound. And yes, a drum is probably, you know, something that's more soft and, you know, not as, not as distinguishable in the woods. Yeah. But a cluck could be anything, if you think about it, in the, eye, in the ears of a predator. Could be yeah. a crow, could be a chipmunk, could be a squirrel making that sound. You know, it, stick breaking. I mean, it, you it know, could be anything. And so, uh, you know, I'm speculating by, by all means. But that's my thoughts as to why 
they do that. You know, when they get mm. into an area where they know they should be able to see a hen and there's not one there, yeah, the obvious thing that we want them to do is gobble. Because yeah. we, we want them to gobble 15, 10, 15, 20 yards from us because why wouldn't we? There's nothing oh, yeah. more in this world than we would want. Inject that into my veins. Mm-hmm. But if you are a threat to get eaten, maybe you don't want to draw as much attention to yourself. And yeah, you could mm-hmm. you could come in quietly, but if you go quietly, all you've got to rely on are your eyeballs, and those are good. But a simple, hey, I'm over here where you kind of cluck is money yeah for turkeys well and you know it was early season that was opening day and you know how he had been communicating with other turkeys for the past nine months probably yeah clucking yeah yeah i mean they they only strut and drum i mean they'll strut some but they only really drum like that in the mating season the rest of the year they're yelping and clucking and communicating that way so maybe he just still was in that mode but yeah you know whatever it was if every gobbler from here on wants to come in clucking i'll take it all day all day every day (laughs) yeah yeah there there were the hunting club that i i'm gonna say grew up turkey hunting in i was already an adult but in the turkey hunting world i was not i was a infant and then you know uh pre-teen and then a teenager and you know, now I consider myself to be a, tur- a turkey hunting adult. But in that club, eight or nine turkeys out of ten, when they made their mind up to come in, would drum. Hmm. The other one or two out of ten would cluck. That's interesting. That's still pretty higher. I'd say that's higher odds than most areas. Yeah. Of cl- like considering that that was the first one I've seen do it. You know. Oh yeah, and I mean you've you've killed a bunch of turkeys. Yeah, so, killed like three in the past 10 years or so, I think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's, I'm just guessing it's something predator related. You know, yeah. let's, let, I don't want to draw a whole lot of attention to myself. Maybe it's competition related, you know, and yeah. he doesn't, he doesn't want another. Maybe that's not as aggressive as a drum. Yeah. You know, if another gobbler's around, maybe he's less offended if you cluck instead of drum near him. And, you know, I've heard, because I have called in so many gobblers that have clucked, I can tell you the gobbler cluck, it is very distinct. Mm-hmm. But I don't know really that it's to a to a to another turkey that's off a great distance, you know, 150, 100, 150 yards, 200 yards. I don't know how distinguishable it is between that being yeah. a, a gobbler cluck or a hen cluck. Yeah. yeah, I mean, upon reviewing like the audio, I can kind of tell more. You know, it yeah. almost has more of a puck sound exactly. to it to me. Yeah, much like more throaty. Puck. Yeah, and it has yeah, exactly. So, but you know, in the moment, I didn't would never have been able to distinguish it. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting here reviewing the audio, so in the moment, though, like as I said, I thought here comes the hen or Jake, and. <laughs> turns out it's a big old long beard i mean he was a huge long beard yeah and he was just clucking you know so that's that's something it's cool i had never seen it's really unique cool great memory and something to learn from you know if you hear a turkey clucking coming in you better be ready i mean you just it could be him <laughs> I mean, absolutely 
not always the hen, apparently. So yeah, and gotta it, be ready. Even if it is the hen, you never know who's behind that hen. Yeah, that, that's it. So that is it. So that's definitely something to learn from that instance. And anyway, we had a big old time. We got him cleaned up and in the cooler. Went and toured some waterfalls and just kind of had a really fun day after that. So that's cool. Man, yeah, it sounded like a great trip, and I know you and andrew had some fun oh it was that was one of my better trips just i do think a big part of that is i had planned to be there for several days i think five days and it's already the flights booked so i was committed and i killed in the first hour of the first day and so there was no pressure and so then it became a very like relaxed just fun what do y'all want to do tomorrow type trip you know and i hope to do more of those i guess after experiencing it because i kind of gotten used to the all right i killed the first hour of the first day i need to be in x state tomorrow yep if i do it again i'll be in y state tuesday you know (laughs) yep and i really i know that i fully enjoyed that state and got to see sights and enjoy it which is i do want to do more of that after doing it yeah it's a beautiful state turkeys which is helpful Yeah, it always adds to the fun. It always helps. Always helps. But we'll yeah. share those audio clips eventually, too. There's some really good ones there, no doubt. Had a big time. And thank you, if Andrew or, or Fuzz, if you're listening to this, thanks again for meeting up with me and camping with me. It was nice having a buddy. Yeah. We had a big time. So hope you all enjoyed that audio. I know I enjoyed reliving it, as always. Yep, that was great. I appreciate you sharing that one with us. So Yeah. We gotta we gotta come up with a new series. Are we, are we doing another series? I say we definitely need to do that. You know, there's yeah, a, we're getting a lot of positive feedback on those. Yeah, you know, there's a couple of biologists that I want to get on the show. So maybe we try to get them on over the next couple of weeks. And if any of you guys listening have an idea for a series you want Cameron and me to to cover Andy at IamTurkeyHunting.com or you can DM me on the gram (laughs) Insta snap tick gram whatever you want to call whatever you kids call it I don't know but yeah IG and let me know do the same with Cameron Cameron you want to share your contact info yeah you can email me at Cameron.Weddington at gmail.com or you can dm me on the gram at the gobfather 49 or just look up cameron weddington i'm on there i have my cfp credentials up for my name so that's me you'll be shocked at my my profile pic is a fanned out gobbler shockingly i know well but for a certified financial planner that's probably pretty normal (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. yeah 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 but yeah reach out i think that'd be the good favor of the week right there you know, we've we've had some great suggestions in the past from listeners, and usually they do heed those suggestions and make an effort to do podcasts with either guests suggested or on topics suggested. So if you have something like that, let us know, and we'll probably be doing another series because it, it sure seems like those have gone well. I've received lots of positive feedback, and it has just been – I thought it would be this way, but I've been shocked how different every episode of the series has been oh, to the yeah. point of where – they're awesome you know it doesn't get old to talk about the topic because it's such a different take every time yeah yeah so 
it's really enjoy that. It's been a good learning experience for me, you know, and I, the feedback that I have seen from the listeners has just been phenomenal. So obviously you yeah. guys are enjoying it as well. So if you got something you want to hear, man, lay it out there and Cameron and I'll bat it around a little bit and you never know, maybe something you start to hear in two or three weeks. Yeah. Sweet. Cool. Well, well wrap us up, man. I'm going to do that. Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week. We know that you have choices. We appreciate you spending your time with us. We hope you have a wonderful week, and we look forward to seeing you again next week. Goodbye. Goodbye. Good balls. Thanks for tuning in. You were just listening to the Turkey Hunter podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please go on over to iTunes and leave a five-star review. And make sure to head over to www.iamturkeyhunting.com to subscribe for free turkey hunting tips, tactics, strategies, and product reviews to help you have a more successful turkey season. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes on hunting afternoon birds, how to film your hunt, and the breeding cycle of hens, as well as some guest interviews. Thanks again for listening. We know your time is valuable, and we appreciate you sharing some of it with us. See you next week.